Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour, ça va? Can you tell I was really excited to do that? <laughs> oh my God, I am back from Paris. <laughs> How was it? It was spectacular. I oh. had the most incredible, incredible two days. For those of you listening that don't know, Doza basically booked in secret two days away in Paris, two nights for my birthday. Complete surprise. I, I we saw, He kept telling me that we were going to Skegness. And I thought, well, as much as I like Skeggy, um, I was hoping it was maybe somewhere a bit more romantic. Not in November. No, yeah. no. And it was great. We got on the Eurostar. We stayed in this incredible hotel. We, we, we just basically acted like a couple of single cats out and about. Aww. We'd stopped off at lovely restaurants. We um, drunk our body weight in um, cocktails and we stayed in bed for as long as we wanted to. We had, you oh, know, just so nice. Just like all of the stuff. Do you remember all that stuff that you did when you were single? We did it. Yeah, nice. When I messaged you and you said, oh, we've actually just had a bit of a like lazy day today. We've been in bed. And yeah. I was like, you know what? That is the stuff, isn't it? That's the stuff that you can't do that's actually lovely. Oh. Like laying in a hotel bed, oh my God, dreamed with no, like nothing to have to get up for. No. And on my birthday, which was Thursday, we'd had quite a big night on the Wednesday night and like stayed out till like, we just, when we left the restaurant, we just went for a mooch and the guy was like, oh, there's a really cool bar up there. They play hip hop. And I was like, oh, hip hop. Yeah. And then we just walked past it and I was like, let's just go in because we could. And and we just sat at the bar for three hours drinking and chatting. And I feel... I feel very, very full and very lucky. It was great. Do you know what? And it is so important to do that, isn't it? And it was just the two of you. Yeah. And like, you can just, yeah, be you two for I know. a couple of days. And then was it hard to come, was it hard to come back? <laughs> I literally, on the, obviously gorgeous to see the kids. I was dying to get back to them. Two nights felt enough you know I was like I haven't really been away I think maybe four nights is the is the 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 most amount of time we've done but on the Saturday morning when it was like up 6 30 doing all the clubs you know going here pickups there remembering that I was like what the fuck is this life (laughs) I want to go back (laughs) to Paris and stay in bed all day (laughs) I do think when you've had a break for a few days it's really hard when you come back it's like 
oh my god i forgot i forgot how hard this all is all this yeah. organized having to think of so many other people oh Ugh. but how Ugh. lucky how lucky to have it oh and my god he I set know. the bar Lovely. high he's yeah he was like well in, the, in fact you can imagine because you know Dos really well the whole weekend he was like now you do this for me <laughs> and I was like, hang on how many blowjobs have i got to do to get over the fact that you've taken me to paris i'm very grateful thanks very much <laughs> I'm yeah I'm good I'm good I'm still in packing hell but I'm fine I know yeah all good we just had I'm just yeah I'm just looking forward to getting to the new house and 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 being there rather than in like literally like box hell but we actually had a nice weekend I went to watch Twiggy the musical on Friday that was Twiggy yeah Twiggy you know I hate musicals what was it about oh if you hate musicals you won't like it but (laughs) it it was a story of her life oh right Um, okay but why didn't they just say it why do they have to sing it because it's fun <laughs> i thought you like music how can you hate musicals you not know this about me no i no maybe i did know this about you i know two people who don't like musicals my auntie and you so yeah i do right that, so yeah. my and thing behind musicals well. yeah go on. my thing behind musicals is like it annoys me that they go i'm just going up the stairs why don't they just go right i'm just going upstairs to get a cup of you know coffee or whatever they're getting from upstairs i just like it's why would you sing it it's so annoying and everything's oh, i love it oh, of course i you really do, you're love it bloody musical I am, aren't you i am i am at heart i'm a stage school kid that's yeah, why jazz hands. You know, yeah, and yesterday I actually heard. So the kids have been left to their own devices quite a lot recently because we've been like packing, and you know, we just they're watching TV, and I've just put out like plate of snacks on the side. They're kind of in that life at the moment, mm. and they're arguing a lot because of it. And I suddenly hear like screaming. Anyway, I went down yesterday, and they were singing to each other. So Axel was going, "Gigi, I really love you sometimes, but sometimes you're really annoying, right?" And this. <laughs> <laughs> she turned around to him and she went, Axel, you're a great brother, but you never let me watch what I want. You never let me watch what I want. And I was like, oh my God. We're there. It's got to that point in their um, here, sibling mate. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, right, James, come on. Let's let's take them out for like a scoot for 30 minutes or something. Do they you know are going to kill each other. I feel like um, it's the similar scenes in this household, but Kit has got this new thing. It's his new party trick. So if anyone says when he's older, I think he's going to be the coolest cat in the room. Currently, he's just sit there, like if if they do anything, he pins the girls down, sits on their heads, and farts on them. That is <laughs> <laughs> that's his new thing, and all I can hear is "Oh, Kit, get your bum out of my face!" And it's like I just find him sit like, but but no pants on as well, like proper like oh, ass to face. Oh my god! I know. Good lord, they're animals, our children. Yeah, they really are. They really are animals, and <laughs> I'm yeah. Oh god, I'm just at that fate. Yeah, they're, mine are just at each other's throats at the moment, and yeah, it's just it's a lot. I need to split them up. <laughs> Hang on in there, George, because it's so when you get into your lovely new house, yeah. they'll be they'll still be doing it. You'll just be in a different location. <laughs> you right? just won't be able to hear them. <laughs> exactly. Great. Brilliant. Right, let's get on with today's conversation because it was a really fascinating chat. Um, and I, I feel like it was a topic that potentially we have never heard coming out of a guest's mouth before. Like it, you know, that separation anxiety that I think we all feel a little bit of when we're when we've got little ones. Mm-hmm. But it but for for our guest, it has continued and continued and continued. And one of our children is a t- is coming into being a teenager, right? 
Yeah, it's actually really interesting because we've obviously started this chat where you've been talking about being in Paris and that kind of thing. And we actually talked to our guest and she has only, I think she said she's only ever been overnight once, once. away from her kids. Mm. And, you know, she doesn't have really, really young kids. I think her youngest is the same age as Axel and Luna. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really interesting because I guess the, the two of us come on here and we're like, oh, yay, we've had a night away or we've had two nights away from the kids. How exciting. And I think, yeah, we've never really heard somebody talk about the fact that they they don't feel like they can do yeah. that. And, you know, she spoke about her son going away on a school trip and actually how hard that was for her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I guess, it's not something that we've ever experienced. Well, you know, in small, small, you know, small no, doses. Georgia, let's be honest. We, kick yeah. it. we are but not hopping, really. skipping and jumping yeah. down the road. And that is why we really enjoy doing this podcast because every guest comes on mm. with a different feeling and a different yeah. thought. And, you know, there is zero judgment on here. Like whether you feel that separation anxiety and it carries on or yeah. whether, you know, you, you, you potentially kind of, you know, don't ever, that doesn't really even factor into your mind. I, yeah. I found it fascinating and actually like massive respect to her because she, it's obviously something that she's really dealt, like been dealing with and continues yeah. to deal with. Um, and yeah. actually she started her YouTube channel because she felt so isolated and so alone mm. when she'd had her kids. Um, and she's turned it into an absolute machine. I mean, how many hundreds yeah. of thousands of s- subscribers has she got? And loads of followers on Instagram. So you, I'm sure if you know her, you'll have you know realized this about her yeah I think we should get into it because I found it like you said fascinating and really useful as well because I think it's really it's really good to understand how other people are feeling yes um if you're not necessarily feeling that way so shall we get into the chat yeah Georgia who are we talking to today we are chatting to the brilliant Emily Norris So really looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, I mean, there aren't many digital creators that have got these sorts of numbers. 230,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, Mother of three, sharing hacks to make life easier. Uh, She's also got an amazing YouTube channel. We are so excited to chat to Emily Norris. Yeah, thank you. Pretty big time. You are. I don't know. It's sort of like, it's kind of crept up on me. I just started making videos when I became a mum and now it's like nine years on and yeah I've got all these followers which is amazing and just a really nice community um but I think they help me as much as I help them in a way you know so they've definitely like motivated me to be a better mom and to find the best hacks and tips and products and things like that because I know I'm going to be sharing it with an audience so I think sometimes they motivate me as much as the other way around if you yeah <laughs> tell us a little bit about you know why you decided to start your YouTube channel um you mentioned it was when you became a mum yes so I had one son and and then I had another son three years later and it was in my second I was on maternity leave for my second son and I was just feeling really lonely if I'm completely honest I felt really isolated all of my family live in Canada so I was kind of here on my own I had friends but I was like the only one who had a baby and I actually think I started it because I was feeling really lonely and like looking for other mums to talk to and I was having my you know I had my second son and I'd learned so much from the first that I thought oh maybe like you know these tips have really worked so I think I'm going to share them and then yeah then mums started watching and subscribing and following along and yeah it was really really nice to kind of 
have that friendship group, even though it was online in a way. So I think that's kind of where it came from. And I think as well, I was looking for a purpose. I was Mm. like on maternity leave. I was a marketing director before I had kids. And I just felt like my husband would come home. I'd have like nothing really to talk about. I felt I felt like I was also looking for like a hobby and something to do. Yeah. So that's kind of where, and I really enjoyed watching YouTube and there there wasn't many mums on it at that stage, just like a decade ago. Um, so I was like, I'm going to put some stuff out there and then, yeah, just snowballed. What, what was the, what were the early videos like? What sort of stuff were you putting out? So they, they're so funny to watch back now. They're still on there and you can go back and watch them. But I think my first ever video is what I'm feeding my baby. So I think I started weaning my second son and I was literally like, this is the food he's eating today. <laughs> I'm just there like feeding him. Wow. And yeah, so it's like really basic stuff. And then I would share, you know, how to wean a baby, um, my birth story, you know, all kind of motherhood content. And then what really sort of, people enjoyed was my routines so I would say you know this is my baby routine for a zero to three month old you know this is how I you know do the nighttime thing with two kids and I'd sort of do routines cleaning how to keep on top of everything um but even like teething tips like just everything that I would search myself I would make (laughs) Yeah, it's so yeah. interesting because you 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 see a lot of like perfectly curated um, motherhood online, and mm. and what we love about you, Emily, is that you're very real. You know, it's mm. like like you said, it's all kind of just day to day stuff. But potentially, maybe mm. nine or ten years ago when you started it, that's not what we were seeing, or maybe we weren't seeing anything back then. No, and I think um, I think as well at the beginning. No, not many people were watching. So there wasn't even that fear of like, I was like, well, no one's really watching. Like my mum and sister will probably watch. That was probably <laughs> two yeah. views. Yeah. yeah. So I almost talked to the camera like I was talking to them. But I think that connected with people because I felt like I was talking to my sister or my best friend. And I would just say things that you would in a normal conversation to your friends and I have like no makeup on and I'd be breastfeeding and I'd be in my dressing gown. But I think people really liked that I was like a real person and struggling as well (laughs) so yeah and were you and were you struggling like talk talk to us about those early days because you mentioned the fact that you were over here from Canada you had some friends but I think we all go through that feeling of isolation no matter where where we are yeah 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 it's almost that realization that like you're like this is my life now and it's so different and actually on my YouTube channel because I really covered my first no sorry my second son and my third son my whole experience with them I think if I had videoed with my first it would have been a completely different type of channel like I think when I had my first son it's just such a massive life change isn't it um that I did really struggle like mentally I sort of look back and I sort of held it all together but I had so much anxiety I just wanted everything to be perfect and Mm. I just worried so much about everything that I think, oh, even with my second and son sharing their experiences, I must have seemed like I had so much more, I had it all together, you know? Yeah. But it's only because like you learn so much after the first, don't you? You do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you 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 mentioned that you were a marketing director before. So did you go back to that role after your first and then subsequently Mm. like didn't? Is that, was that always a plan? Well, yeah. So I, 
it's so funny because when I fell pregnant, you know, I was working as marketing director and I said to my boss, like, don't worry, I'm going to be back six months full time. No problem. And I actually believed it. <laughs> and then the second I gave birth to my son, I just looked at him. I thought, no, I won't. <laughs> Absolutely not going to do that. But um, I went back four days a week after my first. And then after my second, I went back three days a week. And then after my third, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to you know, enjoy this. And, and the channel had grown so I could kind of like make the switch. Um, but yeah, I think I think I really think you don't realize how much it's going to impact your life until you become a mum. And um, although I sort of had to go back after the first, and I knew I wanted more, so I really wanted you know to go back get the maternity again. Um, so I did that with the three of them. But then, yeah, they probably hate me. With my third son, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not actually coming back at all. They probably thought <laughs> you've had all these maternity leaves and you're not coming back at all. Yeah, but, but um, something obviously massively shifted in you. Talk, talk to us about yes. that. Yes, I think the second I saw my first son, I just felt this fierce, like, I need to protect you. I think I was quite an anxious mom, quite overprotective, if I'm honest. I didn't want anyone else holding him. If people would come over to see him, I'd be thinking, wash your hands. Oh my gosh, like the germs, like he doesn't like to be held that way. Like I was in this like overdrive of like, I can do it better than mm. anyone else, which I know is ridiculous. And sometimes I think, oh, I should have just accepted support and you know, stuff like that. But I did, I really struggled to almost like share him, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I just wanted to be mum for so long and it was just so special. Um, but even like if my husband was like, oh, you know, go have your hair done, I'll just have him for the day. I'd be like, oh, I'd just be filled with fear, not like, oh, great, I'm going to have this lovely day off. And I just really suffered with separation anxiety. Gosh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Did you talk to anybody about that, Emily? Well, do you know what? I, I really didn't um, with my first. I think family members would notice because things like my mother-in-law would say, you know, I'll just take him around the block in the buggy. And I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I just can't, I can't be without him. It was this very strange anxiety. And actually I had to go back to work at, when he was 10 months old. And it was so difficult, you know, putting him into nursery, leaving him. I remember the nursery um, people saying, you know, go and do something lovely for the day. Like, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. And I think I went home and cried for the entire time. And, I, mm. and at that point I did think, I actually don't know if this is normal. Like I don't yeah, know yeah. this level yeah. of anxiety around just leaving him for a little bit is normal. Um, yeah. Why do you think? Why like? Why do you think you had those kinds of feelings? I guess. I mean, Zoe and I would like would joke. We you know we we have had those feelings, but we joke. You know, when the kids go, we're like, woohoo! Yeah. Like, can't <laughs> wait to get away from them. I know, and I know so many mums like mm. that, and I almost. I'm almost envious sometimes. I think, oh, I'd love to like have a weekend away with my husband. Like that's something I think I would really struggle to do. Even though they're older, I can I can leave them for like a night. Um, but I have so many friends that are like, oh my god, like so excited to have a day off, and I would be the opposite. And I don't know that many people that have no. this. Um, but yeah, I think I think if I'm honest, it goes back to like my own childhood. I I grew up with a single mom and my sister and my dad. Like, he was around for like a few years, but he was like really abusive. He was an alcoholic, and oh, I think gosh. I was only ever safe with my mom. Yeah. So I think, although I never really thought about it that much growing up, I always thought 
you know, considering everything that's happened, you know, I'm a strong woman. I used to say to my sister, like, we deserve a pat on the back. Like, we've done all right. But then as soon as mm. I became a mother, it was like it all came back and, like, hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, you sort of find stuff out about yourself when mm. you become a mom. Oh, my and God, I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think I was just thinking subconsciously, like, obviously in my head, my husband's great. He would be absolutely fine with baby. But the other side of my brain was like, no, you're only safe with your mom. So like, he's only safe with you. So I think, God, I'm going to get emotional, but I think it's sort of, if I'm completely honest, like I don't, it's not something I talk about much online. Um, But yeah, I think, I think it sort of Mm. just all came back to me. It's really, really brave to admit that. And it's really, it's really brave to talk about it. And I think you have hit the nail on the head where you say that when you, when we become mothers ourselves, a lot of stuff from our childhood comes back around Mm. Um, and it can be really overwhelming, like Mm. completely unexpected, you know, maybe Mm. not have dealt with those feelings or, or thought about those feelings for a while. And then the minute you hold your own baby, all of that stuff just starts feeding directly back into them Mm. and us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I, um, I ha- had the most amazing mum, like absolutely brilliant. She's made me who I am today. But there was a side of it where I felt like there was always something more important for her to do. Um, I really struggled with with leaving Luna because I felt even if I left her for a second, she would think mm. that I abandoned her or wasn't going rem- to be there for. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, I mm. do. I really yeah. remember it. Yeah, it's, I, it's very overwhelming. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's so interesting that you know you can sort of you can you can see where you know where those feelings have come from and I guess that helps you because going forward you're aware that that you know that this is where this is coming from this is why I'm feeling you can almost like rationalize that how how is those sorts of separation feelings now the boys are older because I guess Mm. when they're you know they're little babies you know you can hold them really close to you can walk around you can be with them all the time and then they go to school and it you know, you slowly lose that a little bit of that, don't you? Yes. And yeah, mine are so much older now. I've got a 12-year-old who's in senior school, which is crazy. And wow. then I've got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Yep. So obviously, like my 12-year-old, he's going to be a teenager soon. He wants to do his own thing. He wants to make his own plans. He wants to go out with his friends. And it's like a whole new ball game because, you know, you do lose that control and you need – I've always tried to kind of hide it from the kids because I don't want my anxiety to go on to them. Them, mm-hmm. um, although they are they are all quite homeboys, and I think is that you or is that me? You know, making you that way. Yeah. Starting school was a massive struggle for all of them, and I'm like, oh no, are you picking up on how I'm feeling in this situation? But um, last year, my my son went on like a school trip for a week, and I was like, I can't. You know, it was amazing that we made it. I made it through that. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I think as they get older and you know they want to be somewhere, like they can, you know, when you're dropping them at nursery and you just feel so guilty and you're like, oh, I bet you don't even yeah. want to be here. It's kind of a horrible day, but they don't. <laughs> I used to just feel such huge guilt. Whereas now, you know, they want to do something, they want to go somewhere. So I'm definitely getting so much better with it now that they're mm-hmm. older and they can sort of say, okay, see you later. Yeah, it's a topic that's not really spoken about that much, actually. Mm. You know, you drop Mm. your baby off at nursery, they're screaming the house down, you step away for a second, you cry, um, sob, like I remember sobbing, sobbing, Georgia doing this, you know, and then they ring you and go, oh, they're absolutely fine, they're having a lovely time. But there is a part of you that thinks, I don't know if they are. And you spend the whole day just thinking, are they okay? But also you have to let them go, don't you? So that's the internal battle. Definitely, yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? I really feel like the like the stage you know you're at now. You've got a twelve year old. That is the part that I think about the most. Like I think like my son's seven at the moment, but and my daughter's four, so she's a long way off. But it's that like I'm quite relaxed with things, you know. Like I'm yeah, quite, you are quite chill with a lot of stuff. But that is the thing when they go to secondary school and they're going by themselves and they're making their own plans and I don't know the mum or dad. Mm. That is the stuff yeah. that worries me. How, like, yeah. how, just talk to us about how what it's like to it, have, yeah. A, yeah, how do you navigate that stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's the weirdest thing because when they're at primary school, you're so involved, you're at the school gates, you know the mums, you're just so in control. And then as soon as they start senior school, it's all gone. There's no school run really because they want you to drop them off across the street and walk in on their own there's no you don't know the mums there's all these new friends they've got their own phone because they need a phone for senior school and it's just such a huge thing to navigate um like my son is really good um at communicating and things but it is it's just weird if he's like I've been invited to a party and you don't know the mum you're like well can I have their number or is that you know am I allowed to yeah yeah, am I allowed is that not cool to to speak to the mom or yes it's like a whole new ball game but I think at the point we are now that he's 12 I think if you can just do all the groundwork now so almost that you trust them when they get to this stage like I do trust that he will make good decisions and I trust that he will let me know what he's doing and 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 I do have an app that tracks him as well but yeah that's good lots of people have that we've we've spoken about that lots on the podcast so where is that is that on his phone yeah, so it's on his phone and it's brilliant because it even tells you details like if he's in a car, like how fast it's going. <laughs> like, it, 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 <gasps> What is this yeah. app? Wow. You know, you can't do that to James, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia's trying, she'll try, try, try tracking her husband. No, yeah, I've got oh, it no, on my I'm husband I'm interested as well. in the speed of, I'm so interested in the speed of the car because yeah. we have this a lot. Axel goes, daddy drives really fast. And I'm like, oh, really? <gasps> yeah, yeah, so I've got it on my husband, this app as well. But it's actually really handy because instead of like texting and calling saying you know when are you going to be home I can just look and see how far away he is yeah and it's actually it's just so handy because if say Fraser is saying he's going to hang out in a park with a friend I can check that he is in fact there yes like, imagine mm. if our parents had had this my mum didn't have this and oh we could God. do what we wanted I would mainly be in a car one of the, like we had this little like banger car that we used to drive around the field and me and my sister used to steal bottles of whiskey and take it down to the end of the drive and just sit oh. down the lane that's what they'd be seeing on this app, this That's tracker what, yeah. app. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my mum used to think I spent a lot of time in the library, <laughs> which is hilarious. 
And yeah. that is the difference between you and I. But I didn't. <laughs> oh, you I didn't. There. No, of course not. But I used to, my mum used to be like, oh, what time will you be home tonight? I'd be like, oh, probably quite late because I'll be in the library. But really, like, we were, you know, go, I mean, as if you would believe that. That's so what I look sweet. back and like, you absolute idiot. Why did you believe that? Because <laughs> you're the only child and you said whatever you wanted. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, she's such a good girl. She's yeah. She's in the library. <laughs> For hours. But now you can look, just look it up and see where they are. I mean, hash suckers. They're going to wish they weren't born in this three, generation. Three boys. And, you know, you mentioned that your eldest is going to be a teenager. So the topics of conversation and I guess how you've educated yourselves with those, how are you finding that? And how have you noticed a change in chats? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've got a good relationship with him. He's quite open. Like we chat a lot and I'm really glad that we've got that um and some things I'm like oh Matt you can take this one to my husband because yeah. <laughs> I'm not a man I actually don't know like I'm such a male household and I'm I'm from such a female household I do sometimes feel like I don't really know what I'm doing I have read a few books on raising boys because I just felt like I need to prepare myself especially for the teenage years um but yeah chats have changed and I am seeing a few changes in him, but part of me thinks, I oh, just, so many people say it's coming, that he's going to be this awful teenager and he's going to talk back and all these things. I just can't imagine it happening, but mm. everyone says it's coming. So we'll see. And actually I saw a parenting, I think it was a TikTok the other day that said, actually, if your child becomes a teenager and isn't rebelling and isn't doing, you know, things that are upsetting you, then that's also worrying if they're, you know, if they're like so perfect, then they're not rebelling. Like we naturally have hormones that make us want to rebel and, you know, get away from our parents. So oh God. So if they don't <laughs> want to do that, then we fuck them up anyway. Oh, brilliant. I know. So I was like, oh, that's another worry. Cause I'm thinking, oh, he's such a great kid. And now I'm like, oh God, is he too great? What's wrong with him? What are the sort of changes in conversations that are coming up? Like what, what are the conversations? Are they about social media? Or are they about like relationships? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, about friendship groups. I think when you start senior school, he was at a really small primary school, you know, friends with everyone, really lovely family feel. And obviously senior school is a whole nother ball game. There's people from, you know, different schools he's never met, all walks of life. And he's just, you know, I guess learning how to, you know, make learning some yeah. new like social skills. Um, yeah, conversations about girls and things. Um, don't embarrass him, but yeah, it's just all change, really. It's a, it's big. It sounds big. Um, yeah. And do you feel pressure with raising three boys, especially around all the conversations around toxic masculinity and you know mm. the pressure on young men? So is that something that you've given yes. thought to? Yes, I think um, it, it feels like a huge responsibility raising three boys now and as I said like I had a dad and a stepdad both were really useless horrible people so I feel like of course I've got three boys that I'm going to you know raise to be these you know stand-up men that are going to go out in the world and be like good ones yes. and I think um you know my partner's great they've got a great role model in him they can like look to him um but yeah we definitely have conversations like if I was ever to see something on the tv like I don't know even like a cheerleader I'll I'll say you know don't you think that's weird like you know, the girls are all dancing around cheerleading, but the boys are like the heroes. Like I'll, I'll sort of sometimes yes. I'll see something and I'll think and I'll break it down for you. Like that's a bit odd or that's a bit wrong. And I think 
there's been things throughout the years that I've sort of picked up on. Like once we went on a holiday to Punta Cana and we were like in the swimming pool and my eldest, I think he was like seven at the time. And he said to daddy, he was like, oh, thank you so much for this holiday, daddy. Like such a nice holiday. But I had just randomly, I'd booked the holiday, paid for the holiday myself because I just really wanted to go there. So I was like, I didn't, I just had to pick him up on it later on. I was like, just so you know, like, you know, mummy works and mummy actually paid for this holiday. Not that it's like a, obviously we're a team, but I just want them to be aware of like all the societal norms like that they see are not necessarily the norm. (sighs) Yeah. I really, I'm nodding. So is Georgia. I think we're, we're, we've got what I've got a boy each kitten and Georgia's got Axel and and again like those are the sorts of things that we're very aware of quite hot on uh, mm. Kit Kit said to me this morning oh um and and Doz and my husband was lying next to us he was like oh daddy's the boss of you mm. he's five I have and I, this and I, I was like all the hairs on the backs of my neck stood up and I said oh Kit what do you mean thinking that he'd go oh well you know maybe because he's a boy and you're and he just went because he's taller than you and I was like, but I'm older than him. So, but then, I, but then I said, listen, no one's the boss of anyone apart from we're the mm. boss of you. I was like, you know, mm. we're a very equal relationship. We have both have jobs, but you know, so I really, I was like, oh, he's only five. He's completely, he stopped listening like a minute ago and you're still talking yeah. about it, but it is important. It's it really is important. important to pull mm. things like that up. And I also want them, you know, to be able to like when they leave the house, like to be able to cook, to clean all of, you know, all the life skills they're going to need. So I feel like that's very much on my mind because I don't know. I know you have, you each have boys, don't you? Like a boy. A boy and a girl. A boy and a girl each, yeah. Yes. But I don't know what it is. The girls seem so super independent whenever I see them, but I feel like my boys would let me get them dressed forever Mm -hmm. if don't you think they're so lazy they're just like give me their foot and I'll just like put the sock on and I'll and then sometimes I have to stop myself and think no like I need to make them more independent I need to make them do their own thing like they need to make their own breakfast now they need to be but it's so tempting as a mum who is to do quite everything. maternal. I just want mm. to do everything. Mm. And it's really yeah. hard. It's so, <laughs> yeah. It, it's so interesting. Like, we're moving house at the moment. And honestly, Axel has not had a, a single bit of input. You know, like I've said to him, Axel, can you go through those books in your room and look and see, like, which ones you want, which ones you don't want? He like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally looks at me like, mm, I mean, no chance. He's you seven. Do it. Why Gigi's would I do four. That? <laughs> yeah, Gigi's four. And last night I was wrapping up things in the kitchen. She's like, "Can I help you? Can I help you?" And I'm like, yeah. "Of course you can. Like, yeah, you can help." But it's like they've both been raised by the same parents. We've got the same values, but they are like, re- and it's like he is lazy Axel is lazy he would happily let me get him dressed he would happily let me carry him to bed and tuck him in yeah. if you know if yeah. if I could actually physically carry oh, him oh I do yeah. that every night to them is that not the right thing to do <laughs> <laughs> whereas Gigi is very yeah I'll do it yeah. I can do it I can do it myself it's yeah I, I get it interesting <laughs> I think it gets to a point where you think oh my gosh like you're capable you're capable of doing all all of these things that I'm doing for you and I'm still doing them so yeah, I'm trying to get better at that making them do their own thing but yeah it's definitely it's definitely on my mind you know I really want them to be these like stand-up men that are just Mm. great guys Mm. yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it would be the, the worst would be the sort of like Hugh Granty floppy hair, not doing his own washing, expecting everyone yeah. else to cook for them. Not that Hugh Grant, you know, one of his characters. Oh, yeah, okay. I just, yeah, there, there is no difference. We should see no difference. And yet historically, all of us probably were, were brought up in a family where there were very pink and blue roles. And that's what we saw growing up. Like as women, we were, you know, I thank God James is head of laundry. Because Georgia has given mm. over the laundry to her husband, and he does that now. That. Why not? <gasps> but I it's not very that. normal. Yes. Yeah. No, it's no, not. Exactly. But it's weird, That's isn't great. it? That it's not normal. Because James thinks it's funny now that like he's head of laundry. Our friends like take the Mickey out of him for it, <laughs> and like all this stuff. But had if that was me, it wouldn't even be a topic of conversation. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't no, even be not. a joke among our friends. No one would be like, no. oh, <laughs> George is doing the laundry again. <laughs> no. It's going like, to be funny. No. It's so no. weird that it's it's funny because he takes it seriously. That's funny. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, um, it's just weird that it's even like a, a thing. But we, both yeah. of us, his dad would not even know how to cook pasta. And I'm not yeah. joking. He wouldn't. Whoa. He ran a company. You know, he grew a business. All of that stuff. He wouldn't mm. even know how to cook pasta. If James's mum went away on holiday, or I don't think she would leave him overnight. To be honest, mm. I don't know. He wouldn't be able to make anything, and that's not an exaggeration. Mm. Like at mm. all. Yeah, it's, it's wild. That is wild. Mm. Yeah, it's it so is, different it's now, really like, wild. generationally. Yeah. It's just yeah, so different, isn't it? And and mm. I guess like in terms of, you know, your feelings around, you know, having these boys and, and trying to create, you know, stand up guys and, and, and your partner, mm. you mentioned him, like mm. you guys are on the same page with it. It's like a big focus yes. for you. Both? Yeah, I do feel like we are such a team and very equal um yeah, we just, that's the thing that, you know, I love that you actually gave your husband a role of laundry because we just need to like divide and conquer, don't we? Yeah. So if he quite likes doing it, like go for it. Like we just yeah. need to split things up and be a team. And my husband is very much like, we almost have these roles, not that we sat down and decided, but it's like, okay, I never want to touch the bins. That is your job. Like, I don't know, there's like things that we have naturally just done. We've been together for 18 years. And I think, yeah, it really helps that we've got a very similar parenting style. We've got the same morals, you know, like that just makes life so much easier that we. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. probably wouldn't have a marriage. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> we love to ask our guests for their best piece of advice, the piece of advice that they would give a new parent. Okay. I think the best piece of advice I could give is to just listen to yourself and to really trust your gut as a mum. I think when I was a first time mum, I would like let people tell me their advice and maybe listen to it, take it in and, and think that I should be doing that. But actually, sometimes I would like agree to maybe I don't know take my baby to a party they be like, oh you know so it's just just a bit late like they'll be fine but in your gut you're thinking I just know that that won't work for my baby it's a bad time of day and then the next day you've got to deal with the wrath of the tired baby mm. and the ruined mm. routine and all of that so I think like as uh, you know as I've gone through motherhood I've just realized like well there is so much to be said for mother's instinct and mm. no one knows our baby as well as we do mm. so you know, to just trust that. And obviously people are going to give you their advice, but I have found the best way to do it is just smile and nod and like, okay, okay. And then just go off and do exactly what you want because all babies are so different. People are genuinely thinking that this works for my baby, but 
even having three, like all of mine are so different. Mm -hmm. So even what worked with one won't work with the other. So I think, you know, just smile and nod for advice, but just trust your gut when it comes to love that. And I guess that's not just for babies, is that, is it? That's for, you know, whatever stage your kids are at that, that's the same. You've got to just trust your own instinct. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast that your thing is real, like finding products that are great, hacks, all that kind of stuff. So we would love to know like your absolute diehard five favorite products or like tips and tricks. Yeah. Um, I think the first, like the things that I really struggled to part with when we decided that we don't have anything more, there was a few products. I was like, I can't get rid of this because just in case we ever do have another one, I'm going to want this. A huge advocate for baby wearing. I loved my baby sling so much. I had one, I think it was called like an Amarap, you know, one of those really soft, like baby wearing things. It was just incredible, especially when you have siblings, like you could just wear them and run around, cook, clean, do yeah, everything. We love a sling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love Best. that. Yeah. Um, I also really loved, uh, I've never worked with them. I loved the Duna car seat. I don't yeah. know if you guys oh, yeah. had it. George, you I had, had it. Wheels. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was amazing because I only discovered it with my third and I was like, I wish I'd had this with all of the children. Yeah. It's just ideal. Um, loved the jumper <laughs> You know, that horrible, colorful, like, jumper thing. Yeah. But when I was oh, pregnant, yes. I was like, I'm going to have all neutral wooden toys. And then I was like, get the jumper because it actually just keeps them occupied. Yeah. So I loved that. Um, also loved, uh, I had, like, a angel care monitor that, you know, you, you like, it, being an anxious mom, it would, like, you know know that they're breathing yeah it's like a sensor yes yeah Yeah. so I mean I might get it out again when they start drinking or when they become teenagers (laughs) and put it under their mattress because (laughs) I just it was such an amazing peace of mind I wonder if there's a teenage equivalent (laughs) yeah I'm gonna need that um what was the name of the app that you were talking about earlier oh it was life 360 life Life 360 okay incredible one well Emily thank you so much for coming on what a lovely conversation good luck with everything oh thank, thank you. you thank you so much for having me if people want to get hold of you youtube channel is yes so if you just search emily norris but i've actually just written i can finally talk about it. i've just written a book with all of my tips in it so all of my hacks and habits from motherhood oh, brilliant. it's available for pre-order this is the first time i've ever said it um it's called things that i wish i'd known um and that. yeah so yes yeah, available now brilliant, brilliant. good luck Congrats. with it thank you <laughs> thank you so, so much, much emily take care okay. bye bye do you know what i found that really really interesting yeah me too i loved emily i thought i thought she was just really honest and and obviously stuff was coming up during the conversation as well you mm. know we touched on so many topics you know someone that's far away from home you know she's originally from canada having to kind of set up shop here and not have her family close and stuff she's obviously been through it but what a lovely human like really really warm and yeah yeah. and and she's so honest as well about her own childhood and how she's trying to obviously I think you know sometimes when you talk about the issues you've you've got and and stuff like that you realize where the patterns come from and you know she's really just trying to create a solid home and like place for her kids mm. um and yeah I, I just yeah I guess it's I just loved it because it's not the the life that I've lived and I think that's I just think it's, okay, good it's interesting to, to aware That's yeah it's exactly it's so yeah. interesting um and it's real. I think it's good that she re- you know she 
realizes that it's her separation anxiety because we all do this like we all put things onto our kids that's actually to do with us and I think when you recognize it then that's when it it's okay. Do you know what I, f- I I really enjoyed was hearing her speak about that relationship with her parent, you mm. know, and how that has impacted her and how also she was aware that she didn't want it to impact her own kids. Yeah. So that having that awareness though, that is that's you 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 you're almost breaking the pattern by being yeah. aware of it. Do you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. So, something came up actually, it's really interesting. Something came up uh, last week for me with with my mum. Now, mm. I'm not, you know, we, I've talked a lot about my mum on this podcast before, my relationship with her. My mum is a fantastic mum, but she has her um definitely her her interesting quirks. Like she forgot my birthday, right? It's quite <gasps> a big thing for me to come onto this podcast and say that. So, it got to 9 p.m. And she still hadn't called or messaged. So I WhatsApped her saying, bearing in mind that Kenya is two hours ahead of Paris. And I said, did you forget it was my birthday today? Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, and she sorry. said, she said, um, she didn't come back. I waited another hour. And I was like, I'm not going to let that impact my day. But of yeah. course, she's it my mum. The yeah. phone then rang. She was like, oh my God, I had it in my mind yesterday. And, you know oh my God, I'm so sorry. And suddenly the narrative was about my mum forgetting my birthday rather yeah. than her celebrating me. She does it to me quite a lot. She does it on the anniversary of my dad's death. She'll do mm. it on his birthday. Now that is something that I am using. This isn't just a sad, sad story. This is now something that I will never do to my own children. Mm. So being aware of her patterns and her shortfalls is only going to be a positive for me in the way that I parent. Of course yeah. I'm her, And of course I'm like, what the fuck how does that even happen how can you forget your child's birthday at the same time she's just really quirky like that and she's wrapped up in her own life so I'm going to instead of being like well that's a lesson that I've learned from my mum and therefore I'm going to pass it on to my own parenting style I'm going to do completely the opposite opposite. and I think that's quite a big lesson for all of us that just because it happened to us doesn't mean we're going to do it to our own kids exactly and you can change the narrative yes and it's just and it's just knowing the narrative to you know and I'm really sorry Zoe that that happened to you and I mm. think it, you know but it's amazing that you have switched that into a positive yes like just by yourself just thought you know what this is rubbish it is shit yeah. there's no way to reframe that it is shit your mum forgets your birthday but <laughs> like, classic it is Carol shit. Yeah. yeah but you know what you wouldn't you're not gonna do it no like you're not gonna do that to, to your kids and you know you know you know how that feels so mm. yeah and yeah. I think yeah that that's like a, a parting note on the podcast that if you're clinging yeah. or hanging on to any of the stuff that might have happened to you you know growing up or continues to happen to you with you yeah. know with the way that you have the relationship with your parents it doesn't necessarily mean that that will be your narrative with your children um so because you get to you you get to control this this like this person's childhood exactly how how great is that like you get you you can write a new childhood for them like it's it's brilliant like yeah we have yeah we have the chance to rewrite it yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um but thank you to emily and thank you um to you guys listening it's always such a joy to do these podcasts so thanks a million Uh, as always we'd love you to review subscribe and please please give the podcast a little follow yeah and any feedback we love to hear it um you can just drop us a dm on instagram at made by mummers and we'll be back on friday Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 